my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. Uh, This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister of the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. It's really wonderful to be able to share with you again. This week we're looking at conspiracy theories. Uh, yesterday we asked, in a pluralistic world, can truth ever exist? Today we asked, does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? Today our co-host is Eric Hoare. Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginals Seventh-day Adventist Church. Welcome to you, Eric. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Thank you. What a wonderful day. Spring has arrived. I tell you what, isn't it fantastic here in Adelaide today? I walked outside this morning in my morning walk and I said, thank you, Lord. It's here. Spring is here. Yeah, I had my shorts on today, so I'm doing it. That would have been a sight to behold. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a sight. I'm still in longs, I'm afraid, at the present time. Uh, Tell me... um, what are you doing at the present time? Anything exciting happening in your life? Well, yes, uh, always something keeping me busy. Uh, um, I've been in the garden again. Oh, the flowers are looking really great. They're, they're all out this time of the year. I love uh, geraniums and all beautiful and uh, such a, a picture of colour. I yeah. really enjoy that. Yeah. And uh, and how's yeah, the Birdwood Church going at the present time? I mean, that m- must be a real sight up there at this uh, at this. Oh, time. it's beautiful driving through there. The blossoms are all out. It's absolutely green, still green. Yeah. Before the the sun before the sun hits, but absolutely beautiful drive up to up to Birdwood, and uh, a lovely little church up there in the hills. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well, you've got to say that you're the senior elder. I understand of the Birdwood church. And senior there. is right. I'm the senior. old one. <laughs> yeah. No. Look, that is a fantastic little church, and I mm. really want to encourage people if they uh, if they want to go into the Adelaide Hills and have a lovely drive, mm. um, go on a on a Sabbath Saturday Saturday morning. What time do you actually start up there? Well. We, we start a kick off our Sabbath school at 10 right. and our service is at 11.30 and you know the country churches without you know being biased or anything but the country ones are very very friendly you know yeah. we're small in number and we, we love visitors so do come we'd love to see you and sure. can I just encourage our listeners if you happen to be visiting Adelaide our Birdwood Church in there in the hills is a super friendly church it's mm. a wonderful church to actually attend uh, I love attending that particular church and uh, I would just encourage you to please come and, and visit if, uh, if, if you happen to be in that part of the, uh, the world uh, this week We're going to be chatting about conspiracy theories. Eric, tell us, what are some of the best conspiracy theories that you've heard? Well, one that really struck me, and I, I couldn't understand how people could sort of believe this, was the, the Jewish, holo- Jewish Holocaust, how that never happened. That, that, yeah. that, you know, people were put to death in these death chambers, and that, those events never happened, that Hitler, uh, wasn't that bad. And, and people that, actually know, believe that, yeah. that, 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 uh, that particular conspiracy they, theory. They do, and it's particularly now, uh, with the generations that have moved on, it's, it's really not highlighted the, the history of all that, and, uh, I have met people who who believe that it never happened and and wouldn't accept it. And uh, you know you can go back and look at uh, all the documentation on it. There's there's videos of of the camps and everything and yeah, the starving. Yeah, people yeah. have been through it with their stories, and yet yeah. still still people do not believe that that actually happened. Yeah, yeah they 
Re- amazes me. Uh, they're prepared to take that that is, in fact, a conspiracy theory, and that's a horrendous thing yeah. um, when, when that actually occurs. The other ones I can think of, of course, was the moon landing. I, have, I did hear that some uh, – I've seen um, um, you know, TV programs on it where they say that it was all set up in a studio, you know, all that landing, all the rocks around and everything. I've watched an entire movie on this, actually. <laughs> I think there was an entire movie on this one. I, yeah. uh, you know, the moon landing never actually happened. Uh, it's amazing. I, I don't know. It's, it's just conf- – it really confuses me that people would believe that that just didn't happen, you know. And I guess, I guess what actually happens when, when you move away from the event – over a period of time and uh, people, you know, that weren't around for that. You know, you and I, Gary, we go back a long way, so we, we were sort Wait, of... Don't, don't, no, you talk for yourself. Please, I mean, <laughs> that, you sound like one of my children there. <laughs> but, you know, you can you know what you're doing when Armstrong yeah. stepped out yeah. onto the moon, you know, yeah. and that was wonderful. But to have it sort of, you know, no, it didn't happen, it's, it's quite a, a shock to the system. To yeah, I actually remember watching it on black and white telly on the only television that was in the uh, Wentworthville Primary School um, in uh, over there in Sydney, and there was a, a huge assembly hall full of students in front of the only television in the entire school in black and white. Black, I remember black and white. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then, Any of course, others? you know, the other one too, of course, was you know that the you know long time ago that they believed that the Earth was flat. That if you know you'd actually fall off if you went too far on the Earth. You know? There are still people today, you know, who are actually part of the flat Earth society mm. who, who who to this day are convinced that the Round Earth uh, theory is what they, how they put it, is in fact uh, a conspiracy. Hmm. Another thing too, Gary, really is, as Pastor Gary, is also um, uh, creation. Really, you know, the uh, the theory of uh, you got evolution versus creation, and, and really everybody's dropped a lot of dropped, and particularly in schools, they've dropped creation, yeah. and they have evolution. So here we are with another thing that's sort of taking over more and more. Yeah, for those yeah. of us that believe in creation. Please, but please t- tell us, Eric, how would you define what is a conspiracy theory? How would you define it? I mean, we're going to be talking about this subject all this week, but what mm. really is a conspiracy theory? Well, you know, there's a lot of fake news and stuff around. You know, you hear that a lot uh, mentioned today. Never used to hear fake news. Everybody believed what they read. And uh, I guess uh, the conspiracy theory, well, it's really is, uh, uh, it is um, a lot of speculation a lot of uh, speculation, not knowing facts or using other people's. I mean, you go onto the internet today and they reckon that 90% of stuff that's that's put on there about depression and how to handle depression is actually wrong, and yet people take it. So speculation that is untrue or outlandish are taken from a source that really isn't the good source to go from. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that speculation... About something that you're, uh, you might be passionate about. You know, this is something that, uh, you know, in our world today is becoming, there's becoming more and more of these conspiracy theories, aren't there? And the trouble is, too, uh, Gary, is that, you know, as you said, you know, we have a passion about something, and and when you're on a, um, your eyes are narrowed onto a path, and you yeah. hear all this stuff, you are more easily led into that because you have a passion to go down that path. And yeah. sometimes I've been pulled up on what I've been thinking, because you know it has it proved it wasn't true. Yeah. Something yeah. in the news or whatever, it just never happened, you know. And yet, Eric, one of the things I'm really conscious of is I just went and did a little bit of research, and there are some conspiracy theories that have actually turned out 
to be true. Now, mm. uh, there was one particular article that I, I picked up, and uh, and this is what it said. It may sound crazy, especially when you're talking about investigations into flying saucers, nefarious government programs, and ultra-secret fire-lit gatherings of the world's richest men, but not every conspiracy theory ever uttered is something to scoff at. In fact, many of them have turned out to be completely true. For proof, grab your tinfoil hat and read on, because we've gathered all the wildest conspiracy theories that have turned out to be 100% rooted in fact. Now, we're not going to go through the whole, the whole hundred of no. them, but uh, this, this is just a few that, uh, that certainly came up on, uh, on this particular website. Um, firstly, that the US government poisoned alcohol during, during the prohibition. Prohibition was introduced in 1920 to control the country's alcohol consumption, but that only resulted in widespread um, bootlegging, which is the illegal production and distribution of alcohol. The prohibition law proved that it wasn't enough to curb a drinking habit, so the government took more drastic measures. It decided to poison the country's illegal liquor supply by adding toxins, including a highly lethal methanol to alcohol in the mid-1920s. In total, it's estimated around 100,000 people died as a result wow. of government poisoning. Never heard, never heard that one. I, I had never heard that. I never knew, knew that one at all. Um, there was... Uh, uh, there was another one that um, um, that jumped out at me, the Gulf of Tolkien attack that never happened. Uh, in 1964, President Lincoln Johnson told the uh, public that US ships were attacked by Vietnamese known, uh, known as the, in the Gulf of Tolkien to gain the support of American citizens for the Vietnam War. However, a year later, Johnson admitted that there was no attack and was quoted as saying... For all I know, our Navy was shooting at whales out there. In 2005, official documents from the National Security Agency were released that confirmed that the whole Gulf of Tolkien attack never actually happened and was fabricated to gain support for the war. <laughs> uh, this, was, this was actually rumoured at the time, and it wasn't until some years later it was actually confirmed. Uh, what we have is a conspiracy theory that was actually proved to be correct. Uh, another one. Uh, the US government was investigating UFOs, said the conspiracy theory. The Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program was a government-backed program which received $22 million between 2008 and 2011. Researchers examined civilian and military personnel who claimed to have seen and interacted with mysterious aerial phenomena for signs of psychological changes. The program also analysed video and audio recordings of reported UFOs. The efforts and funding for this program were kept hush-hush, and the program was shut down in 2012 due to lack of findings. Its funds were redistributed uh, to other efforts of higher importance. Mm. That was a rumour at the time. It mm. was part of a conspiracy theory that, in fact, the US government was investigating UFOs. At that time, it was denied, and only later was it discovered to, in fact, be, be real. Now, of course, this is incredibly challenging to uh, when we start talking about this issue of conspiracy theories because if it turns out that some have in fact turned out to be true, then could it be that 
they're all true. Well, no, we, we certainly wouldn't want to say that, but how do you actually tell the difference tomorrow we're actually going to move in to looking at the subject of how can you actually tell the difference? Because I believe there are actually some biblical principles that will help us out a big time in this particular uh, subject. But, Eric, the thing I'm really interested in today is... Um, uh, is this issue of the uh, conspiracy theories, and we're going to come to that in a moment. But tell me, to what extent are you noticing an uptick, an uptick in interest in conspiracy theories in our contemporary world? Are you noticing that uh, that's how occurring or no? Oh, really? A, a dramatic, a dramatic increase. You know, I, you see, you know, I mean, who would have thought that we've seen scenes like we have over the last uh, last months and things, and and people are worried, and I mean, you know. They're worried about the virus and and uh, the wearing of masks is a big one. There's a cons- I've heard of conspiracies about that as well. Uh, the conspiracies about the uh, the jab that they that the government w- you know really can't enforce, but is wanting most people to to, to take it. And that's been spoken about here in Australia, and there's certainly people who have picked up conspiracy theories on that yeah. particular one. And they think that maybe the government might bring in laws that if you know that uh, you know you you know your pay might be cut if if you don't have the jab or the children's going to school, all sorts of things I've heard uh, that people are sort of really worried and are, are not trusting um, what's been said uh, a lot about these things and so therefore they, they have um, uh, a lot of the stuff they are, they are taken and, as uh, like not as truth and, and, and fair enough too that you know we sort of got to work through this because things cha- are changing really week by week. And a yeah, lot of these issues, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there are. There are We've actually a got a lot of really frightened people out there because so many people actually don't know what to believe anymore. Even, no. you know, in some countries, political leaders, you know, are putting out alternative truths, you know. Mm. And this is one of those challenges that we look at them and we say, hey, if in fact political leaders can put out alternative truths, then uh, conspiracy theories actually have a rich bed uh, to... To arise from hmm. well, these um, you know, these vaccines they're talking about. Uh, I read somewhere that they reckon it can take up to two years for a good vaccine with yeah. all the side effects that yeah. happen. Yeah. And in Russia, they got one out very quick. In fact, uh, the leader of Russia there, Rasputin, he said that you know his daughter <laughs> had taken it. You know, mm. so that was a very quick. And and some of these uh, things that happen, the side effects don't come to way down the track. So they they're really rushing through trying to to solve this um, unseen virus. That's yeah, happening. I've said to one or two people there are some cues I don't want to be on the front of and I'm not totally convinced that I actually want to be on the very front of that. Well, I think I'll, I think I'll cancel my booking into the old folks' home, Gary, because it's not a good place to be, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Look, Eric, let's just come to some music because, you know, there is a foundation. I love uh, this particular uh, song. It's uh, Michael W. Smith, Ancient Words. I believe there's a foundation that can give us clarity and direction in this particular uh, subject. Uh, let's come to Michael W. Smith, Ancient Words. Yeah. 
song that uh, that actually is Michael W. Smith ancient words what what certainty what direction what clarity they they do actually give us our free gift for this particular week is the book great controversy I love this particular book uh, Eric have you ever read the book great controversy for sure in fact I've got one right in front of me Gary a 1950 edition uh, pretty old one as you can see could I just read before you play the edit just a little uh piece here yeah yeah please do it says this book reader is not published to tell us that there is sin and woe and misery in this world we know it all too well this book is not published to tell us that there is a controversy between darkness and light right and wrong death and life in our hearts we know it 
but to every one of us comes a time to longing to know more of the great controversy. How did the controversy begin, or was it always here? What elements enter into its awful complex aspect? How am I related to it? What is my responsibility? I find myself in this world by no choice of my own. Does that mean to me evil or good? And so this is how it, go- it starts off and goes through the great controversy of the world. Beautiful. I, I love this particular book because what it does is it actually talks about a conspiracy that is really <laughs> happening within this world. Some, some conspiracy theories are actually real. And what this book does is talks about a conspiracy theory that has actually been established in the past of scripture and to me that is incredibly important it's so important to be able to know true conspiracy theories from false conspiracy theories how do I actually tell the difference and you know within the pages of scripture there are some conspiracies that are actually uh, developed and outlined for our for our benefit and I really do appreciate that uh, can I just say that if any of our listeners would like a copy of the book great controversy you can have that free today all you need to do is to text that uh, to 0438 That's 0438 Just send, uh, send us your name, send us your address and your telephone number and we will send you that free copy of The Great Controversy. It digs into, it digs into a conspiracy that the scriptures unravel continually. Uh, That uh, phone number again is 0438 066635. You'll love this particular book. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare, and Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. And this week we're looking at conspiracy theories. Yesterday we asked, in a pluralistic world, can truth even exist? So many people don't believe that truth can even exist, and yet what we discovered is that when we dig into the Scriptures, what we find is that the Scriptures teach that the truth, this thing called truth, can and in fact does exist. In fact, it's been revealed. Today, we're asking, does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? You know, Eric, we've seen that uh, some conspiracy theories are actually true. Mm. Can you please share with us, what does the Bible, does the Bible support, is there a conspiracy theory that's happening behind the scenes, something that most people don't recognize, don't understand? What's your feeling? Well, Pastor Gary, this this is an important subject because... This conspiracy theory you're talking about, that the Bible, right throughout the Bible, right from Genesis right through, highlights here, has been happening for many years. In fact, there's been a drifting away, and and this this uh, the devil really has got a hold of a lot of people and their beliefs. Mm-hmm. For instance, if you look at America now, because I had a bit of a search online for this to talk about uh, how many people actually believe in God in America. 95% of people claim they have a belief in God. 95% mm-hmm. in America mm-hmm. and they also think that heaven exists and so do angels but when you when the question was asked do you believe that there is a devil that was interesting only one third of the people believed there was a devil two thirds did not believe that there is actually a devil that exists now that is really significant isn't it mm. because what we actually find there is that people are prepared to believe in God mm-hmm. in angels in heaven but when it comes to Satan, the majority say no, that 
Satan doesn't exist. Oh. Yeah, they, they say that uh, they went into it a bit further in the survey and it said that while they agree that Satan does not, a li- they don't believe he's a living being, but he was a symbol of evil. Okay. So they say that, no, he doesn't exist, but this is just the Bible using Satan as a symbol of evil. Which okay. is, that's the way they interpret the Bible. That, and that's a huge transition, certainly from what the Christian church, and this isn't just my church, but mm. this is what the Christian church has traditionally taught. Yes, that's right. You know, uh, you know, um, as we've mentioned once before, and we talked about this, you know, you look at Halloween, and, and especially in America, you know, they have um, people dressed up as, as the devil at Halloween with uh, a guy dressed in red with, uh, with horns and a long tail, uh, uh, and every Halloween, they have pitchforks and and uh, this is the way it is but don't be fooled because Satan would have you accept that he is nothing more than a costume or a cartoon or a character there are enough Bible verses that say that Satan is there and he is working very hard you know Billy Graham wrote this about it it Uh said don't think of Satan as a harmless cartoon character with a red suit and a pitchfork he is very clever and powerful and his unchanging purpose is to defeat God's plans at every return including his plans for your life now that was written so in other words what's happening here is the scriptures is actually the scriptures are actually revealing that there is something that's happening um, somebody that of a supernatural dimension that actually exists behind the scenes. Well, the Bible actually tells us where he comes from. I mean, it's very clear in 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15, where it says, uh, talking about uh, the followers of the devil, it says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as Satans of of, uh, righteousness. So here it it's talking about that it's very hard to actually recognize something in this world because the devil uh, appears as an angel of light, something that's good for you. Mm. Isn't that interesting? That he, uh, completely opposite to what the Bible portrays. And, and we would actually call that deception, if you like, mm. today. In other words, like the you know the used car salesman. Sorry, used car salesman, but who uh, who want to sell you the most recent and best model, but when you've driven it away, you discover in the you know the old time used car salesman, you discover that what you bought uh, mm. isn't actually what you were sold. That's right. And you know when you look at it, you know something that. Um, has to be close to the original as a counterfeit, and that's what we're talking about here. So um, this uh, this creature, the, the, the Satan, will will create things of signs and wonders to deceive people, and people will believe in the things of this world rather than going to the Bible. Because you know, Revelation twelve seven nine says, "Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place." in heaven the great dragon was hurled down that ancient serpent called the devil or satan who leads the whole world astray he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him so that is where the devil actually came from he came from heaven he had a place in heaven one of the, he was the head of the angels he had a whole group that came and it tells us in the bible that they the the evil spirits actually went into animals they went into pigs that went off the cliff it tells us here that there are false apostles 
So telling us that to be this is a this is a powerful passage that you've actually just quoted there, uh, Eric. Because you know Revelation chapter twelve. This is the revelation given to John concerning you know concerning the future, mm. and uh, it it uses words that to me I don't picture as normally occurring in heaven. You know that uh, Revelation twelve seven that you just quoted, and war broke out in heaven. You know I don't actually. A picture, you know, heaven to me is a place that uh, of perfection. It's a place of uh, of harmony, uh, and yet the scriptures say that at some time in the past, war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, and they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. Now, this is conspiracy stuff. Mm. Um, He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Uh, Do you know... So many, I'm conscious that so many people today have watched, I mean, many have watched the film series Star Wars. Hmm. Uh, now, I don't know if, if many of our listeners have watched that particular series. I've watched uh, bits and bits and pieces of it. But I'm so conscious that in the very first uh, uh, episode, there's a big scroll that comes up and it says, in a galaxy far, far, far away, a long, long time ago, and it starts to tell the story of a great battle hmm. uh, that actually took place a long time you know a lot of people don't realize that in fact what is written there has got elements that have been picked up uh, from the from the scriptures themselves yeah a lot of these movies do you know lion king is another one that actually picks up the theory of, you know of uh, a father giving a sacrifice for a son you know and, uh-huh. but you know it's interesting that this war something happened along the way there i believe that you know with all the angels and the devil was one of the, the head angel there something happened where he wanted the power he wanted he changed and he wanted to be god really and how did that happen hmm. well that's interesting isn't it because he he started to boast about himself i mean he was a powerful angel wasn't he he yeah. was um he was charismatic and he was beautiful he sang well at the bible actually describes him and um and then he started to talk that you know he wanted to to be like god he wanted to be god he wanted the power and that's where a lot of things come from is our pride and our power and that's where it really it all comes from because it says in Isaiah fourteen twelve, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. Mm. So he couldn't be there, you know. Uh, something changed to him. In, in fact, you know, to me, I, I think of that passage in Ezekiel uh, chapter twenty-eight, uh, where it's actually talking about about Satan. This is uh, the prophet Ezekiel, of course, and this is what he says: "You were the seal speaking about Satan. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect and beauty." Beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub, and of course a cherub is the uh, is a leading angel who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created until iniquity was found in you. Iniquity. How how can somebody, how can a being that has been created perfect uh, somehow fall? What causes that to actually occur? Well, it can happen to 
um, any any of us, can't it? That you know that um, when we walk with God, it is God's power that keeps us where we are. It is His that He that changes us. Nothing of our doing at all. But when the devil started to look at what he was doing, uh, and and were glorifying in it and thinking it was He. You know, he, I, all the time. He uses those words. Then things, then he changed, and it can happen to you and I yeah. so quickly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's so important. I think what you're actually saying here, Eric, because what we've actually got is a picture of a perfect being that has been formed in heaven. Hmm. Somehow, there seems to be this change that's taken place and you know I again I appreciated what you you read there in in Isaiah because uh, Isaiah of course chapter 14 verse 12 says this how are you fallen from heaven O Lucifer son of the morning how are you cut down to the ground you who weaken the nations Mm. for you've said in your heart I love what to me what comes next is, is, is a brilliant explanation I will ascend unto heaven. Mm. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the further side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. What's the most frequently repeated word there? Yes, it's I, isn't it? I. I. You know, I, you know to me, this, is, this almost resembles the classic uh, contemporary uh, politician. You know, I want to be, I want to have the Prime Minister's seat. I'm not comfortable with just being in Cabinet. I actually want the Prime Minister's seat. Did you notice anything like this happening today? Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, the world is in a turmoil because of it, you know. Um, never intended to be this way where we would have no death or suffering or sorrow, that God's plan for this world was there. And then here... We see here that there was that there is a devil. Uh, it tells us where he comes from. It tells us what actually happens to him because where he actually went to, um, he, went, he came down to this earth. Mm. And Genesis three, uh, verse one says, "Now the serpent." was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden. So what Satan did, he came to this earth to deceive. And the first thing he did was he approached Eve and he, he tested her with her appetite. Yeah, you know, yeah. That was her her first mistake to actually stop and listen to something that was differing from that's the certainly what you find isn't it in the mm. book of uh, in the book of genesis there mm. you find the serpent who of course in revelation is a de- is identified as uh, the devil or satan or lucifer and the same same names for the same body actually tempts uh, adam and eve in the early experience in the garden mm. uh, to me that is that is vital that we understand what's happening behind the scenes isn't yeah. it yeah this is a deception taking place here yeah. now where he's actually directly going against the word of God and he actually uses scripture you know he's talking here um, and then in the second verse he says in the uh, he appealed to her needs her appetite that was the first one the second mistake was well he then contradicts God's word and the serpent said to the woman you shall sh- you surely shall not die so Satan appealed to a personal gain he was trying to convince her that she could have it all when her eyes uh, with what her eyes desired and her life without death so now he is saying opposite to the word what god's words are he's saying and appealing to what she would gain from this 
that she would not die. She says, don't listen to God. That's, and that's the first mistake is when we start to listen to something that we know is wrong, that doesn't sound right, you know, that's the way a deception starts. We start to follow. In fact, the Bible says if somebody says, you know, uh, uh, that they're going to talk to the dead or whatever, he says, don't even go there. Yeah, yeah. Don't even walk. And that's over certainly there. Deuteronomy 18 actually mm. says that, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. that's that's really key uh, what you're actually sharing to, sharing here because this these conspiracies these are conspiracies mm. that are actually um, you know the, the scripture is revealing real conspiracies that are happening behind the scenes. It's talking about um, a, a, a being. It's firstly saying Satan mm. does exist. Mm. He was created perfectly Hmm. because of the problem with i he what we would call sins and according to revelation there was war in heaven Mm -hmm. now we don't normally picture this war in heaven Mm -hmm. but then it also says he was thrown out of heaven he comes down he's actually part he becomes part of the human scene if you like Hmm. and Tempts Adam and Eve. Yeah, he was sent down to the earth, to this planet. To this planet. To this planet, and with his angels as well. Mm. So that's interesting because that means then that he did have a following up there. People did listen to him up there, and he was very wily to get them. I mean, there they were up there with God, and yet they also were manipulated by him. Mm. And then he comes down to this earth, and here he starts to manipulate uh, mankind on earth, Mm. uh, womankind first of all. And, you know, the interesting thing is that, first of all, he appealed appealed to her physical needs about eating the apple, and then what she would gain out of it, uh, trying to convince her that she could have it all, that her whatever her eyes desired and she would not die. Thirdly, he interpreted God's word, for he said in verse 5, For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So with this last comment of Satan, we see the heart of Satan here. He wants to be like God and he uses attempting deceptions of self-will and self-rule to replace God's will. And in those lies is an appeal to the person to be like God, to be independent of God, to do what you like. It does not matter. Mm. So this is deception, things that will bring us hurt and will bring us down because we're following a lie here. And, of course, once you start moving into this area of deception, then to create a multitude of uh, conspiracy theories... Um, is actually that something that actually comes quite quite naturally because what it does is it uh, leads people to believe that um, anything that is happening behind the scenes may may be right, may be wrong, but who knows? Hmm. Uh, there is actually, uh, as I look at the scriptures, the scriptures actually provide a way of being able to identify. The, the true from that which is not true. That's right. And, you know, with a, a conspiracy or a deception, the thing is um, to be able to move somebody, an individual or people, to another place, to direct them to go somewhere, to do something that 
you you know you're trying to get them there so what the devil's done is he's come down and he has now uh, centered in on on maybe her weakness and he's come in and he's now directing her away from God's words because now he's using scripture he has misinterpreted he's now misinterpreting scripture he's using God's words he say yeah you won't die well that's not true that's not what God said you'll surely die but he's trying to use scripture to deceive and that's the biggest thing here it expects it actually exposes the darkness and the evil he's lying here and we find that Satan actually did this when he was tempting Christ in the wilderness. What we find is mm. that Christ, actually, Satan actually used um, yeah. a, a, a reinterpretation of the scriptures to challenge Christ to move against what the scriptures as a whole were actually saying. Yes, when he took him into the wilderness, it's interesting that it lines up with actually the temptations here of Eve. And because in uh, Genesis 3, 1, it says, you may eat of this tree. That's what the devil said. And in Matthew 4, 3, to Jesus in the wilderness, said, you may eat by changing stones to to bread. So he's appealing now, trying to to get him. Yes, that's right. And appeal to personal gain. You will not die. This is what the devil says. But in Matthew 4, 6, it says, you will not even hurt your foot. And appeal to power and glory. You'll be like God in Genesis 3, 5. And in Matthew 4, 8 to 9, it says to Jesus, you will have all of the world's kingdoms. Mm. You will have you know all this if you follow me. Yeah. So this is a great deception that God promised. You know, I've met people, Pastor Gary, that um, I, I really do cry of it because the scriptures are clear on this, and we have a Bible saying that. And yet the devil seems to use the things of this world to take people further and further away from God. I know people who know of white witches and go to them who who delve in uh, tarot cards and and who believe that you know that. Um, that uh, ice is something that uh, takes them away that's going to help them and there's so many deceptions in this world on health and the mind is where the devil circles in because if you're not thinking clearly then that is what, when you become easily deceived and so um, I, I truly believe that uh, that the devil does exist I believe that um, uh, up through scripture tells us and line up all these things line up all these texts and, you know, you're, you're away from all these other conspiracies that say, you know, well, there is a God, but there isn't a devil. That's not right. There is a devil. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can see the movements right throughout Scripture. In other words, yeah, I, I appreciate what you're saying there because while there are many conspiracy theories that have been invented by nothing more than the mind of man, what we find is in the scriptures uh, there is actually some conspiracy that is actually unveiled. And it's this uh, this huge conspiracy that is happening behind the scenes that scripture is so, so prevalent in being able to to, to, to share, mm. but Eric, look, let's just come to uh, to some uh, some music. This is uh, Bill and Gloria Gaither, uh, and the song is "Go Ask." Explain to you how one could start again. A heart and hearts could soften like a child. And don't ask me how to reason out 
mysteries of life How to face its problems with a smile Go ask the man who's found the way Through tangled ropes back home to stay With all communications Somehow her useless legs were made to jump for joy. Go ask the one whose burned out mind has been restored. I think you'll find the questions not important as before. Don't ask me. He's good or bad I only know The guilt I had Is gone And I can't tell you Anymore And don't ask me how to prove To you Why I know God is there Or how I know That he would care For you Someone so great Would choose to walk with me And trade my broken life For one that's new Go ask the child Who's got a dad To love away The hurt he had Before this man called Jesus Touched their Whose churning heart was quieted When someone whispered peace to all her strife Go ask the man to tell you more Whose life was just a raging war Inside himself until the Savior came You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare. 
Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. And this week we're looking at conspiracy theories. And today we're asking, does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? And we've been looking at a grand overarching conspiracy concerning this being called Satan and uh, and a huge controversy that is involved in that the scriptures present to us as being real and authentic. Uh, Eric, bring it all together for us. So with this um, account that we've been looking at about um, how Satan was cast down to earth and how he approached Eve uh, through cunning craftiness you know it's interesting that through that lie through what he told people now have been taken by uh, a conspiracy that you know that when you die you actually live on uh, we know through previous studies that when you die you go to the grave and the Bible calls death as asleep and then Jesus is coming back so why would we be waiting for Jesus if we're already there and this is the craftiness of the devil to to go against God. In other words, there's so many other uh, conspiracies, as it were, Mm. uh, that have uh, come up as a result of the deceptive methodologies of this one called Satan or Lucifer. Mm. When you start to move away from the Bible and follow different thoughts, then you end up, it's like telling a lie, you've got to tell other lies to cover that lie. And so that's what happens. It takes us so far away from God. And so today we have people who say they talk to the dead and all these things, all because of what the, what's happened way back here, you know. And it's interesting too that um, it says here also that one of the verses that uh, uh, of Scripture that's talking about the devil it says um, you are just like your true father the devil and you spend your time pursuing the things that your father loves he started out as a killer and he cannot tolerate truth because he is a void of anything true at the core of Satan's character he is a liar everything he speaks originates in these lies because he is the father's of father of lies this is found in John 8:44 so this is the mm. this is the conspiracy that that the, um, the book, The Great Controversy, talks about. The Great Controversy is evil versus good. It's in good there is love. All the things that we hold dear to in our life and all those that we know about Christ. And the, the conspiracy is that there is an evil one out there and his character versus of lies and deception versus God's character. That's the great deception of today. And most people are fooled. Yeah. In this world, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. they follow Satan without even realizing it because he's cunning. Yeah. And yet, you know, the thing that I appreciate, Eric, is that there's so much in the scriptures that actually warns us against the uh, deceptive practices of, of this arch conspiracy artist. You know, I, I just think of this uh, this passage here in uh, in Deuteronomy chapter chapter 18, and of course, this is this is talking about something that so many are involved in today. Uh, and uh, and this is what it says: uh, There shall not be found anyone amongst you who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. Now, of course, in the uh, in the Old Testament days, back in the days of Moses, uh, one of the the practices was human sacrifice, mm. and that's what this is referring to here. Yeah. Or one who practices witchcraft, mm. or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. 
For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. You see, what's actually occurring here is that uh, Christ uh, is is trying to uh, to, to share with, with his people and he's saying, hey, there's some conspiracies that are actually happening out there. Uh, this particular category of people, they're not being connected with me. They're being connected to the arch deceiver. And I don't want you to be involved in those conspiracies. Mm. And uh, to me, this is a huge warning. This is uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18, uh, verse 9 to, uh, to, to 14. Uh, are you noticing that people more and more are starting to move into some of these, uh, these oh, practices? Definitely. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, they, they're trying to seek comfort, you know, and they're looking for things of this world to take the place of what God wants to do in their life. Mm. And that's the whole thing. I mean, the great controversy says this on page 534, the book we're given away. It says, Satan is seeking to overcome men today as he overcame our first parents by shaking their confidence in their creator and leading them to doubt the wisdom of his governments and the justice of his laws. And then it says that Satan and his angels represent God as even worse than themselves in order to justify their own rebellion. So that's what they're trying to do, saying that God is worse than them. There's a huge conspiracy behind the scenes. Look, oh. yeah, look, Eric, I hope our listeners would, you know, anyone who would like this particular book, we're happy to give it to you. This is the book, Great Controversy. If you would like that book, please just text your name, your address, your phone number to 0438 0666635. The only thing, um, Gary, is I can't have my copy, is it? No, that's dead right. <laughs> uh, the pages are falling out on that one there. Uh, Eric, tell me though, doesn't all this make you feel super fearful? Well, Pastor Gary, um, it makes me um, sad, but it, it really doesn't make me fearful. The reason being is that um, is that when you read what the scriptures say about what's going to happen in time with, through the prophecies, that even though we through this, there, the greatest danger is being deceived. Mm. That's the great danger. I mean, you know, you can read these things and whether you f- start to follow those things or you stay true to what you believe. If I know what's coming on the world, I can actually prepare for what's coming on the world. If I don't know, at that point I can't make preparation and then there is huge challenges, isn't there? That's true. I mean, you know, it, uh, you know I mean, Christ's character protects us. I mean, it says, it says this in Colossians 4, 5 and 6. It says, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man. And Ephesians 4.15, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in him all things, which is the head, even Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, my, one of my greatest um, uh, scriptures is Isaiah 42.3, where it says, A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, and faithfulness he will bring forth. In other words, we may be bruised, we may be hurt, but he's not gonna. He's gonna be with us. He's gonna strengthen us, strengthen that reed. And he, and a smoldering wick, we may only have a, a small belief in God, but he's not gonna snuff it out. Yeah. He's gonna be there for us and carry us through. You know. Um, and it says also in Jane, John fourteen twenty seven, it says, "I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give." isn't like the peace the world gives so don't be troubled or afraid 
I love that. And we're going to, we we always finish with that particular text, don't we? Mm. Because that is indeed a promise. Eric, I'm really conscious that our time is up for today. Uh, Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when we dig into deceptive conspiracy theories and ask, how do I recognize deceptive conspiracy theories? We're going to have a Pastor David Butcher here with us, and he'll be sharing with us. He'll be digging into the scriptures on this particular subject. It's powerful what the scriptures have got to say on this subject. Really look forward to seeing you. But then, till then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace that I give isn't like the peace that the world gives, so don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. Please enjoy Rambos sheltered in the arms of God.